Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the world's greatest podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, baby. The trio is back together. Death triangle itself. Me, Stan and Jim. Back together. The Prem is done for now. For now, we're putting a pin in the Premier League. We're in full World Cup mode now that I have got the Qatar fever. And we're just going to recap and basically say that Arsenal currently top the Premier League. The top four has followed. Arsenal are top, followed by Man City, Newcastle third, Spurs fourth, and then the bottom three, Nottingham Forest, Southampton and Wolves. So if you're not in that top four, kill yourself. And if you are in that bottom three, kill yourself also. So <laughs> moving on to much more pressing things, shall we say, lads. James Madison is in the England squad. <laughs> he is. Well-deserved, very well-deserved, Mr. Madison. I don't know how much you'll play, but uh, you're on the plane. Yeah, I mean, it's a big call by Southgate. I mean, everyone's been clamouring for him to go into the squad and everyone's been kind of preempting the fact that he won't get chosen by Southgate before the squad was out. And to see him in it is um, it's a good call and it's... It's good to see that if you're informed that much, then you will get a, a place in Southgate's team. Yeah, Jim. yeah, like Dan said. Yeah, Grand I was going to say, he made every one of our squads that we stuck on Instagram. Someone did point that out in the comments that Pengting did make our squads for the World Cup. But Stan, I know you just said we're not really sure how much he's going to play, but potentially we could see him in our first game against Iran, more on that later, where I believe <laughs> that we'll probably come up against a low block and we could really use someone like him and someone like Phil Foden potentially to, to carve open the defence in that low block. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Definitely in theory. I mean, he's, he's probably, I'm not sure how many people would argue that he's probably the most informed uh, midfielder slash forward in, in that squad. So uh, I don't think anybody would argue with that, but, I mean, yeah, like I say, in theory, yeah, he could, but whether Southgate would use him from the off or even if we're chasing the game as one of his, you know, how many subs is it? Is it five? Either way, whether whether he even chucks him on before a mount. Yeah, so say if he starts with, I don't know, Saka, Kane, Sterling, you've still got Foden, you've still got Grealish, you've still got Rashford, you've still got Mount that have all gone to international tournaments and played under Southgate. And we know how much he prefers players that he knows and trusts. So uh, whether he even gets on, I mean, I remember Calvert-Lewin uh, went after a really good season. I think he got like 20-odd in all comps and uh, we were nil-nil with Scotland, crying out, pinning them back, just crying out for a focal point, just somebody get the red on summer. And uh, he did didn't even come on the pitch so it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't come on but I fully agree in theory that he should should we be chasing it you know a low block or chasing the game what yeah. I will say though is is that last tournament no one had Sakistan in the front front three or he was probably one of the the last of the list of great forwards England had took to the Euros and Saka came on like, did he play against Germany I can't remember what his first game was I feel like it was Germany and he was really good and since then, he's made his place. So there is a pathway there for Madison. Uh, if he has a chance in the groups and he just impresses beyond doubt, like he has done for Leicester in, in the league, that he could be part of England's front three or he could be sitting behind him or whatever Southgate wants to do with him. But if he plays well yeah. enough, there's a chance I like think, Saka did. Sorry. I think I think the thing that Saka had is, is obviously that England and Southgate play wingers no matter what the formation. I think the, the issue that Madison might find is that... I mean, we'll do our 11 for the Iran game, but 
most people, most journalists, pundits are expecting Southgate to, to go 3-4-3. Whether he would themselves is different, but that's what we can expect. And he's probably not going to be in that front three. And he's, he's definitely, I don't think, going to be in that midfield too either. So we know his best position is in that 10, that free role, but we haven't really seen Southgate play that, uh, you know, that system before. So... Maybe chasing the game, or maybe I mean, Touchwood. He, he does go with with uh, maybe a back four in in the opening game, and and maybe even starts Madison if not bringing him on, and he forces himself in. I'd love that because you know he's played so well and he's so effective. Yeah, I, th- I think Madison really affects how well Madison plays and how well it works for England. Probably affects how often Southgate uses a four than a five, because when you look at the midfielders, there's I've is it I'd say it's only Madison who has consistently been playing in like a 4-2-3-1 system or even a 4-3-3 system where he's clearly yeah. the man in front of like Thierry Mons and Ndidi when Leicester are fully fit. You look at the other ones like Mason Mount, is your t- typical number 10. Phil Foden barely gets to play in the middle. Um, and Patrick, I mean, Grealish is a winger now, isn't he? Um, Madison's really one of the only ones who would sit perfectly in that number 10 position so if that works well that could dictate how Southgate goes about it formation wise as well yeah I think versatility will be key for us in this tournament going up and like Stan mentioned before Madison can can do a number of things He's, he can play wide for Leicester he can play in that 10 position but it's no secret that the 10 position is is his favorite one but we've got players that can play all over the shop and I think that'll be key to us progressing and I think the, the general consensus of him going, I don't really see anyone or anyone for that matter. I don't think I have seen our comments uh, being disparaging about James Madison going stand. But one player I've seen a lot of disparagement about him not going is Ivan Sony. And I know we was in the pub at the weekend. Unfortunately for Jim, we was watching City lose to Brentford and he puts his fingers in his ears and we think, why hasn't he gone? Yeah, well, I mean, I was just talking about uh, Madison, uh, you know, being the most informed forward, should we say. But Ivan Tony is very close to him. I think a stat after that second goal of the weekend, I think nobody, well, no other England player has got more goals and assists combined this season. I think Kane is level with him uh, and, and he's not even in the squad. So, I mean, I really rate Tony. We were having a discussion at the weekend. I actually think he's the third best striker in the league between uh, behind uh, Haaland and Kane, whichever way you want to put those two. But I, I do think he's he's third. Uh, and I 100% would have taken him. He was in my England squad. Uh, I can't remember. I assume he was in both of yours too. Uh, even if you're not going to start him, you've, you've got to take him for the, you know, uh, the inevitability, should we say, of an England penalty shootout in a tournament. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I... I think, I think when we're discussing, like, the best face he was probably the 25th, 26th man in that 26-man squad of, like, in, in terms of who was on the, the, the list of squad <laughs> first. When, we, when we're debating that, Southgate's pretty much got the squad spot on. Um, but at the same time, when I look at him versus Callum Wilson, who has been called up, I can't really see what Callum Wilson can do. That Tony can't. Um, but I can see a lot of things that Tony does that Callum Wilson doesn't. Um, a lot of that being availability. Um, we know it's a short turnaround anyway. Well, really, they're not going to play that much anyway, so this debate of Wilson versus Tony probably won't fucking matter. But at the same time, Callum Wilson off the bench, to me, doesn't do that much more than what you would have on the pitch anyway. Ivan Tony off the bench would be a fucking problem for 
every single defender he comes up against, whether that's in the air, on the ground. He also doesn't miss a penalty ever. Um, and penalty shootouts do happen. England have been in two in the last two tournaments. So he could have been a real weapon, really, I thought. And Tony, to me, is a bit of a waste of a spot. Wilson, sorry, is a waste of a spot. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, and especially when it comes down to, we're saying, it's fine margins to win this tournament. And in a weird time where it would seem that not every squad is 100% with injuries or whatever, or form or whatever, and Tony, obviously, could can take a penalty. He's he's the player you would put your house on scoring a penalty for Brentford. And what would be... The thing is about Newcastle, they've got a lot of... <laughs> They've got a big spotlight on, on them at a, a minute and a lot of people will know who Callum Wilson is, whereas Ivan Tony's a bit of an enigma in that fashion where he's he's not really that known. Brentford have come up, Thomas Frank, they're playing good football, but he's enough to cause anyone problems. The time that sticks out for me, Stan, is when he absolutely bullied Paolo Mari. And the, I just yeah. think he could do that to a soft South American player or anyone really. You know, if we're chasing the game, he can, like we said, rough them up. Yeah, um, I, I mean, like Jim said before, though, I, th- I think the squad in general is good. Obviously, we've got injuries to, well, an injury to Reese James, which is, which is huge. He almost certainly starts, uh, you know, on the right hand side of the defence, probably in a four and a five, to be honest. Uh, but he's not there. But like Jim said, but we're, we're, you know, we're debating, arguing about the twenty fifth or twenty sixth man in a squad. So in that sense, I think in general it's a good squad, and I think you obviously got to look at your peers and I'm looking across at some of the other teams and there's big injuries for France with obviously no Pogba and Kante. I look at that German side and it's probably the worst squad Germany have taken to a tournament in years. Uh, Spain don't look like they've got a lot of goals in them. Uh, But I mean, we've mentioned South Americans. I think the two biggest uh, issues for England, the two favourites are Brazil and Argentina. So, um, I think in general, England have got as good a squad probably as any of the other European sides. It's just whether we meet those uh, South Americans in a one-off, whether we can do them. Oh, that's right. I have tricked you this week. That music does actually not mean one thing this week. There is no bet of the week. But because we're, we're, we're happy for you to save you money, get him on a couple of outrights for our Degeneration Bet podcast that we've got coming out down the line. And yeah, save those pennies, get a big winner, and then we'll come back to it. But don't think we'd leave you empty-handed. We've got a couple of games for you. Going to tease you with a little bit of an 11 now, and then we've got a little bit of a who am I with a twist later on. So we try and keep it topical, lads. Later on in the pod, we have got your... Well, are all combined 11 for the Iran game. But I want to know, what was the England lineup in the 2006 World Cup when we played our first game of that tournament against Paraguay? And we'll say, we'll say Jim can go first. He's, he's stroking his beard. So I thought he was confident. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not confident at all. <laughs> thank you. I will go for 2006. Can't remember who our manager was been then. Maybe in Sven. It was Sven. Yeah. He's a good lad, Sven, isn't he? Uh, I'll Great go, hair island. I'll go Wayne Rooney. Oh, Jim, you've hit the post. No, Wazza. This was the no, year was where Cavalio fucked his uh, oh, was castle, it? was it, Stan? Yeah, Paolo Ferreira, I think it was, actually. Did he it broke was. his metatarsal? Yeah. Yeah. It was. That was me being very racist against Portuguese people. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was. He missed that game. Jamie was in an oxygen tent with a boot on his foot. Um, Michael Owen. Michael, scored, Owen, Michael Owen was in there for that one. So we'll say Jim has lost a life on that. We'll give two lives for the 11 ball. We'll say Jim is at the post on that one. Michael Owen was in our system. It was a 4-4-2 as well, lads, to give you the context for the formation. Of course it was. It was Sven. Classic England. So, yes, Dan, Owen. I go Gerard. Oh, Stevie G was in there, Jim. Centre midfield. Thank you. Uh, Beckham. Beckham was also in there, Stan. Don't know if you remember this one. He actually threw up in this game. Oh, did he? I can't remember this game at all. (laughs) I have to remember the goal. Wasn't it a Beckham cross and like it went all the way in or Owen... Claimed yeah. to have touched it or something. Yeah, I, I it from the left. It went all the way through. I was hoping Stan was going to um, say some spoilers there for a player that I could have picked down in his little. <laughs> no, it actually That's did go down, down as an own goal, so that's just. Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was Beckham towards Owen. That's the only reason I knew this. Um, I'm just going to keep playing it safe. I'm just going to go. <laughs> Do it. Fake <laughs> it, it, might make be, it. It might not be safe. I thought, Lamp- I thought Rooney was safe. I just know he said what I was going to say. Lampard. Say <laughs> he was in there next to Stevie. <laughs> a bit of a rarity. You never really saw these boys next to each other at major tournaments, but Paul Scholes was out He did, just pitch. not on the pitch. I'll give you that one. Um, I'm going to go with JT. JT was in there, Stan. Lovely. Absolute legend. I'm not going to even try for the keeper because I'll put that up. Um, I'll go... Gary Neville. Gary Neville was in there, Jim. Right back. I'm scared to say the left mid. I feel like it's going to be right. I feel like it's obvious, but I feel like I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> Ash- Ashley Cole. <laughs> Ashley Cole was in there. He wasn't the left mid, but he was in there. All right, I'm going to have to do it because I'm out of options now. I can give you this uh, what, you've, what you're left with, if that helps, Jim. Go on. So you're waiting on a goalkeeper, a centre-back, yeah. a left mid, and a striker. I'm going to have to just say this is the time when Scalzi played left mid. Oh, Jim. <laughs> you've hit the no. post again. No Scalzi. Oh, Stan is our winner this week, but we'll play on for fun because we need to see what the listeners got and to see how far we get after this. So, Stan, like I say, keeper, centre-half, left-mid, striker. I think the left-mid was another call by the name of Joe. It was Joey. Yeah, no way. The same year as that famous Sweden, Sweden goal. Yeah. Um, right, so I've got goalkeeper, centre-back, striker. Um, all right, we'll just guess Real Ferdinand. He was. The alleged druggy cunt was next to John. Oh, you are. It's a good back four, isn't it? That's a great back four, that, you know. Well, they don't call it a golden generation for nothing, lads. Um, Okay, so keeper or striker? Um, Now, I remember this keeper playing around this time. I think Neville passed it back to him and it went over his foot. So I'm going to go Paul Robinson, but I'm not sure whether he started. Did it? It was Paul Robinson. It was. Why why for so many years did we have so many Dosser fucking keepers? I know, it, I know. I guess I guess it needed to be a good back four then, didn't it really? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> well, if we got a striker. Just the striker now, mate. Um 2006. 
Wait, you played Sweden in this in this year? I'll give you the yeah. groups we played. We played we played against Paraguay, Trinidad and Tobago, and Sweden. Ah, I actually it scored is. against Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. It's um it's crouchy, isn't it? It's when crouchy was class. It is crouchy when he pulled out the robot for the very yeah. first time in two thousand. I was listening to his podcast literally this morning. <laughs> so just to recap, the elevenable in 2006 World Cup, our opening game against Paraguay, 4-4-2, Paul Robinson, back four of Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, John Terry and Ashley Cole. Second bank of four, David Beckham, El Capitan, Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard in the middle, Joe Cole out on the left and Michael Owen and Peter Crouch up top due to the injured Wayne Rooney. So Stan is our winner this week. Let us know on socials what you got in 11 did you strike out early doors like Jim or did you get them all in one? Let us know. Hello and welcome. We are going to do our little uh, cookie pod 11 for the uh, Iran game on, on it's it's the week today, a week from recording actually. It's mm. a one o'clock game in the afternoon. So if you like cooking, you're working then that's Don't an Don't even get me into that stand. But do not even album, get me uh, into that. <laughs> me and Jim won't be, but so we'll let you know what happens. I'm, um, I'm, you know. I'm defo nicking an half day. I am. I am technically on the clock, but don't tell me, boss. Oh no, you will. You'll be working. Um, right then. So I'll tell Boris Johnson. We've got to. <laughs> oh fuck. We've got to agree. We've got to agree. Democracy rules. Oh, it could be two to one. Mussolini rules. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. <laughs> Okay then, so first things first, obviously we need to choose a formation. Are we going, Jim? I'll let you go first. With a back four or a back five, you've already spoken about it. What do you go with? For Iran, I have settled upon um, a back four. I mean, it was with... I did it hesitantly. It's not what I prefer for this England team. But I just feel like these are going to be the most defensive team we'll play all tournament, arguably. And... Yeah, so I've gone with that. What about what about you guys? I, I don't know if yes. you're in agreement there. Yes, I would agree. Back four, I've gone with as well. 100%. We don't need a back five slash three for these. No, I think Jim's right. I think we can pin them back. And they mentioned it on that Sky preview where I think it will be good actually for the defenders to play together to get touches and to you know be further up the pitch. It could, fingers crossed, obviously, you can't use it any World Cup game as a confidence booster, but I think if there's any yeah. game that could be, it's this one. Yeah, especially when, am I right in saying we don't have a friendly prior to it? We don't, no. Four yeah. days training and then we play around. So they're, not, yeah. they're not there yet as a recording. They're not in the, no, in they're the not. country yet. Fly out when, is it tomorrow? Tuesday tomorrow, the 15th. Yeah. yeah, so the first training session's on Wednesday. So there we go, Cup 4. But we're going back 4. What's what's the rest? 2-3-1 or 3-3-3, three, 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 Cook? 3-3, three, uh, three, sorry. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the the there or thereabouts the same. I I, I think we split in airs. Yeah. If, if I think it'll be a four three three when we have the ball, forty three one when we don't. Okay. If if that's the route he goes, but yeah, defo that system. So who's your keeper then, Cook? Uh, my keeper is Pickford. I mean, he's he's. Belie- <laughs> I know I know Everton are where they are this season, but he's genuinely been quite good for Everton this season, and he looks a much better goalkeeper than he did last season, and. I've got a lot more confidence in him going to the World Cup than I did last year's Euros, put it that way. Yeah, I would concur. I think he's one of many England players who are twice the player when they pull that three-lion shirt over the red. So, Jordan Pickford for me, Jim? 
Yeah, I mean, even if I said differently, I don't have a choice to her. But um, well, no. you can fight Pope on. Yeah, you can argue, no, but you can try and convince us. <laughs> no, I, I, I would start Pickford for the a theme of my team is familiarity, and with like we've mentioned, the lips they're not even at the in the country yet. They got like a seven days from meet up to first game. You're probably going to want a lot of relationships on the pitch that have played together before. Um, Nick Pope has been excellent this season. This has been a really breakout year for him. Um, but on the ball, he's he's not good enough. Um, I do think Ramsdale is currently England's best goalkeeper, though. If we're just doing the three, um, saying who's the better player. But yeah, I would start Pickford. Right, Stan. Uh, right back. Um. <sighs> I think for me, like I've already mentioned, if it was James, it'd be um, it'd be him. And if Kyle Walker was fit or match fit, it would be him. Oh, he is fit. I don't think. I don't think that he is fit. Yeah, but he's not match fit. Um, let I the think, world compost hear this. But to be fair, if our third choice right back is Kieran Trippier, then uh, you're doing pretty well for right backs, which we already knew as a country. We seem to be making a lot of them, but uh, got in a back four, it's got to be Kieran Trippier for me on that right hand side. Yeah, I w- I've gone the exact same. Um, I, th- I think in a four, in a game where England are just going to be attacking and attacking, where you'd like to think we're going to be controlling a lot of ball, Trent might make more sense. But at the same time, these are the kind of games where Trent just forgets that he's a defender and just leaves a load of space. And I believe the best player, um, the lad who plays with Porto, is on that side. So mm-hmm. I, I know it's Iran, but you can't discount the opposition completely. Um, I'd rather have as many... As, as few weaknesses on the pitch as possible, especially in a four. So, yeah, I've gone Trippier. Yeah, we spoke off mic about England's success in the past and Jim's just rightfully said that about not taking anyone like, remember when we went out to Iceland, we did speak about that <laughs> off mic. So, no, we're not taking anyone lightly and if you remember the last World Cup, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Slovenia. We scored very late to win 2-1. Tunisia. Tunisia, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, like I said, you can't take anyone lightly in here. No, I would have gone for Kieran Trippier as well. Um, obviously, the two's already been picked. I think with five subs as well, even with Chir- uh, Kieran Trippier playing a lot of football for Newcastle, he genuinely might be knackered. Get Trent on, even if we're chasing the game. All them crosses, Kane will thrive off that, especially with a tired defence where England maybe have to go for it a little bit more due to a low block. But yeah, Trippier makes sense, hundred percent. Yeah, and Cook, yeah. we're going to go on to probably maybe the most debatable um, position in the England lineup. And like I said about Trippier on set pieces, that could be big for England in a tight game. But who are the two big lads who Trippier are going to be aiming for Cook in, the, in your back four? I mean, I mean, I personally picked John Stones. And I know you used to were going to say Maguire, but he can't play for me. He genuinely can't play for me. I, I, I pick... Connor Cody instead of him because I just I just think you can't play hardly ever for United and when you do it's massively below par and then walk into this England team I just think it's criminal for that to happen and and I'm I'm all for giving Maguire some confidence and obviously he enjoys his time away with England a lot more than he enjoys his time at Man United so we're not here to babysit people. We're not here as a as a play group to get Maguire better. We're here to win trophies and I want players that are playing well. Would you have Cody over uh, the likes of Dyer, um, likes of Ben White? He's been good this year as well. I really like Ben White, but the problem is he's played some of his best football for Arsenal as a right back, which is it's problematic at the same time. 
But when Arsenal have the ball, it, their defence becomes a back three usually when Zinchenko pushes on and makes that extra man in midfield. So he's not a stranger there. He played there for Leeds. He's played there for Arsenal in the past. But it's just a shame that he's in that Arsenal team every week, but it is a, a right back in a position where we are very competent. But if if the shoe fits, get Ben White over there, give him a chance if, if it's working. Like I said, it's not a lot of time to turn around. So this is the game to try stuff. So Stan, Cook's gone... Cody and Stones, are you in agreement with any of them? So would any of them instantly make the yeah. team? Yeah, John Boy starts, but I'm going with his uh, his Sheffield brother in Harry Maguire next to him. I think I think it's key. I mean, I know we've spoken about maybe trying uh, some players, but I think when when you've got four training sessions, you've got to go with familiarity on the first game. And like I've already said before, I think it's a game that you can use to build some confidence. So if you've got Pickford behind him, Stones and Maguire have a great relationship. I think later in the in the competition, if we get deeper, you can bring Walker in and, and we know that back three did so well at the Euros for the World Cup and the World Cup as well. And like I said, with Pickford, Maguire's another player who goes up a level when he, when he pulls that three-line shirt on. So Stones and Maguire for me, I think they're both really good on the ball as well. So if we are pushing up the pitch I think either of them can play those passes between the lines and uh, maybe create a chance for us yeah so I've I've gone Stones as well I think he's the unanimous one here I think he's England's best centre-back um, Southgate trusts him a lot obviously he's played in all of his games in his last two tournaments he had some World Cup goals actually um, in Russia um, next to him you are, you are struggling and I agree with a lot with a lot of what Cook said I think Maguire's very very lucky um, I think any other position and he maybe doesn't even get on the plane let alone start I don't think he should be there anyway well that's a different debate to be had yeah. and he, I, he has been in woeful form I mean pretty much since Euro 2020 um, let's face it he's had a few glimpses here and there but he's not been the same player has he I have chosen him all that saying all that said I think it's one of them positions where he don't have a clear two, and I'm wor- I would worry about anyone next to Stones in that in a two that I would trust a player who played with Stones before a lot. And like Stan said, they always have a great relationship. Um, we've seen that a lot last two tournaments, and we picked for behind him. It's very familiar, so that is the reason I would play Maguire. And hopefully, it would build some confidence in him, and hopefully, we'd see him raise a level. It would be very worrying for England if Maguire looks shaky against Iran um, because then what do you do? Um, you've got games against fast forwards, which I'm sure we'll preview further pods down the line. But yeah, that could be a problem if Maguire comes out a bit shaky in that first one. Yeah. 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 Cook. In fact, no, we'll go to Jim. He went to Cook first last time. Jim, midfield three. We'll get through this now. We'll start flying through. We'll do the whole midfield three as a unit, please. Okay, we're not on left back. We're we all just going to pick Luke. Oh, Shaw? left back. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's, Shaw, he's, he's in there, and he like. I didn't, all right, yeah, especially with. I didn't, I didn't, with, I didn't think we'd have to do that because Trippy is at right back as well. So fair enough. Right, Luke, Luke, Luke Shaw's Shaw. in midfield, midfield three. three. Sorry, yeah. is um, I feel like two are going to be in everyone's midfield too. Let's just say it's Declan Rice and Jude Bellingham. Very excited to watch Bellingham this tournament. I'm sure we all are. And with them, I have actually gone the aforementioned I'm putting James Madison straight in the 11 um, I think he would be best centrally best at creating chances I think Mount offers more off the ball and against bigger teams I trust Mount more 
I don't trust anyone else in the middle. A lot of people would clamour for Foden there, but I think he's still better out wide. And I also think against a team that's going to sit deep, James Madison on rather free kicks or just shots from outside the box. Really, there's not many better um, English English players to choose from. So yeah, that's what I've gone for. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that midfield three. I actually think it's our best midfield three. Should we be able to play a back four with with the choice of, of centre backs that we've got? Uh, I think that is our best midfield three. I think it offers everything. Although, like Jim said, maybe deeper in the competition, unless Madison is is playing so well, you can't drop him. Uh, I think I would bring Mason Mount in there just for a little bit more defensively and, and more as a as a unit as a three rather than that floating ten. But against Iran. We're going to need that creativity and expect to, to have the majority of possession against the low blocks. So James Madison starts and, uh, like I say, he's on the best form. You've got to chuck him in there from the off for me. Uh, yeah, I, obviously, I've taken an L because I disagree, but there's obviously two. I agree with Bellingham and Rice. However, I would have, like I said before, five subs. I think Madison, You can't, I don't think you can really start him in with him not being in the squad, you know, the past couple of times. The last time England played as well. It was that Germany game, that three all, where we we come back and Mount was on the score sheet and he's playing well, and he's never really let England down. To be fair, and I think that the five subs will help us massively. And like Jim said, Mount offers you a lot off the ball, and I think Southgate will prioritise that. And I would have personally gone for Mount with Bellingham and Rice. I think that's personally our best midfield. And then when they ran tire, bring Madison on and then pick him apart. But yeah, obviously we're going to solidify that midfield three, Bellingham. In fairness, uh, you, though, in fairness to you, the cook that was a massive 50-50 coin flip from when I was doing the team. I literally just thought Madison maybe might offer you like a, a long shot against if we're struggling for a goal or something. And I think it's a bit more of a creator mount, more of a, I don't know, maybe a get in the box and score, which could also be better. I don't know. So it is very close. No, it's, it is it is close. And it, it, dep- it depends what you're after. Like, like we're not going to spend too much time on this, but it is it is preference. But we'll move on to the front three. I think it's safe to say all three of us are going to pick Harry Kane, so we'll just get that completely out of the way. But we'll start with you, Jim. Wide players slash cams. This yeah, this is very hard to do. And then we've got so many good players there. Um, I've gone for a player not on the best of form on the left wing. But I, look, I did my team and I thought a lot of these players want ball to feet. I need someone who's going to run in behind. Um, I need the movement of Raheem Sterling on the left. Obviously, had an amazing tournament last time. On form and on as, as a player, technically, um, he wouldn't get in my front three. But I did my team and I thought these all want to come deep and get the ball. I need someone who's actually going to go in behind and cause a threat. And then on the right, I've gone for um, Phil Foden. It's it was a tough decision team in Saka because I think Saka's playing a lot better this season but Phil Foden off the right I'm really impressed with him I think City don't use him there enough um, I remember when he played against United this year and we had him on the right and Grealish on the left and for me that's when City looked their best attacking and I think England can use him on the right as well so yeah I've gone with him Stop. Uh Two coin flips for me Um Saka or Foden and Sterling or Rashford. Um, so I've, I went with, I've agreed with Jim, I've gone with Foden on the right. Um, I think, again, more creativity. I think Saka, like Mount, is is probably better in the bigger games in terms of what he offers defensively. But I just think Foden, you know, he's, he's for me, he's England's best player technically. Uh, and in a game where space might be 
desired, leave a lot to be desired. I think he could be one of those players that with a moment of magic can create something out of nothing in a, in a tight area. Uh, and on the left, probably the biggest coin flip for me, I, I think Rashford's on form. He, he does Sterling completely, but I, I think he's probably going to be better off the bench, Rashford, in terms of getting in behind and killing teams with that obviously unreal pace that he has. Um, and I, I just don't see how you can not start Sterling, especially, I mean, this time, it was only 18 months ago, we, uh, nobody really put Sterling in the starting eleven, and people were moaning that he was in it against Croatia and he ended up scoring in his first two games. I think you've just, you've just got to start him. He was our best player in the Euros where we got to the final, I think, and uh, scored, like I say, big goal against Croatia, big goal against, uh, was it Czech in the second group game and obviously that goal against Germany too. So, yeah, Raheem gets a nod over me, but I think, you know, later in the conversation, should Sterling not raise a level? Although, again, I've said it a few times already, he's another player who, when he gets that three-line shirt on, he goes up a level, he doesn't doesn't shrink. Um, you know, he, he, he might end up losing his place for Rashford, but like Jim said, we're so blessed in those wide areas. You could even bring Grealish in there or maybe even put Madison to one we've seen in for Leicester. So it's not an area I'm too concerned about, so I'd go Foden and Sterling as well. Yeah, just quickly on this one, I'd pick the exact same. I think a lot of it stems from not so much what he's done in the past, Sterling, but with Kane dropping deep and playing those balls in behind, we do need those those players that are going to run in behind, and he's definitely one of them people. And yeah. if we are up against that low block, Stan Foden has enough creativity off the right to create something out of nothing. Completely agree. Well, yeah, <laughs> we spoke about uh, Stones and Maguire's relationship. I think Sterling and Kane's relationship is is brilliant. Right, listeners, it is that time where we do have to love you and leave you. If you want to follow our Twitter and our Instagram, you can do so by using the handle cookiepodcast1. That's cookiepodcast followed by the number one. You can find us on TikTok. Just type in the cookie podcast. That's T-H-E cookie podcast. We do actually have double delight for you listeners this weekend. We actually are doing Degeneration Bets Part 2, and that will be me, Stan and Jim, giving you all our tips for the World Cup and see if you can make some money to treat your pig over half because Christmas is very close and winter is coming. So, yeah, we have treated you to a couple of podcasts this weekend. So go ahead, follow our socials, look out for Degeneration Bets Part 2, and that's the way the cookie crumbles.